This is Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Welcome back to Education Matters. I'm Ohio Education Association Vice President Jeff Wensing. Guest hosting our podcast as part of our special school board election coverage. We represent 120,000 K through 12 teachers, education support professionals, and higher ed faculty members across the state. And this year, about 100 of those educators have stepped up to run for their local school boards. For many people, school board races in most years can kind of be a snooze fest. However, we know, educators know, how much that kind of leadership on the local level matters in our classrooms, on our buses, and in our cafeterias. But some community members just don't see it or are aware of it. This year is a different story because a few hot button issues are fueling a surge in interest and the number of candidates. And in places like Hilliard, a suburb on the west side of Columbus, the entire balance of the board and the future of that community is at stake. We're sitting down with two educators running for school board in Hilliard to get a better understanding of that situation. We'll hear from Kara Crowley in just a moment, but first let's welcome John Parker Jones to get his perspective. John Parker Jones, thank you so much for joining us. Let's talk a little bit about your background. You are a middle school band teacher in Upper Arlington. You've been doing that for 29 years. How does your experience translate to what you would do on the school board? Well, I think something that isn't common among school boards is a representation of a professional educator. And in 29 years, I've had a, a pretty good amount of uh, diverse experiences. I've taught elementary, middle school, and high school in urban, suburban, and rural communities. And I think that coupled with, you know, 29 years of working in education lends a level of experience that would definitely benefit a Board of Education. John, you're obviously very dedicated to your students in Upper Arlington, but it sounds like you're also dedicated to the students in Hilliard, where you live. Both your kids went through Hilliard schools and you've continued to work hard on behalf of the students there. Tell me a little bit more about that. I've always been active with the PTOs of the buildings I've taught in, but in my own community, I wanted to do something more than that. Uh, so I began working with the Hilliard Education Foundation, which provides funding for innovative learning experiences and student scholarships. And it's been such a rich experience for me, getting to work very closely with the leadership in our school district and the community at large. Um, this is my 10th year doing that. I've served in several capacities with that organization, including president. So from that, I've gotten to know my community even better and appreciated getting to know a bit more about how our district works and who's doing the operating. So what does your district need and how can you meet those needs? Well, Hilliard is a growing community. It has been for quite some time about 45% of the property in the Hilliard School's footprint is undeveloped. It's mostly farmland. And I anticipate that that is gonna change over the years. So the board needs to think ahead about, well, how do we wanna grow? Uh, what challenges may we experience as a community? And how are we gonna prepare for those challenges? 
in addition to growing, uh, it's a very diverse community and not everybody is aware just how diverse, but it is five different townships, three different cities. So it's not just the city of Hilliard, it also incorporates parts of Dublin and a, a pretty large portion of Columbus. More students come from Columbus than any other municipality within the area. So geographically it's diverse, uh, culturally it's diverse. There's, there's a lot of moving parts to making sure every student among all that diversity is met with the tools they need to be successful. Um, I'm not a one issue person. Um, I feel there are some folks who have like two or three things they're most publicizing about their platform. Uh, and I have a few things, but I also have an openness to accept that I don't know what the job is until I get it. And the priorities that I hold as important right now may be very different once I'm on the board, hopefully, and realize all the other things that are at stake that become bigger priorities. Some of the other people running are very vocal about their priorities, which are anti-mask or anti-honesty in education. Those are some components that might turn this into what could be perceived as an ugly race, especially in Hilliard. What do you think about that? I'm troubled by the fact that we're focusing on, on things that while they're important, they're one of a number of things that are important. I often get asked about masking. Um, I, I'm frequently asked, are you pro-masks or anti-masks? And I didn't know there was such a thing. I'm pro safety for students. That's the number one priority. And I follow facts. I acknowledge science. And both of those are telling us right now, masks are one of the best ways to prevent the spread of airborne diseases. So when people ask me that question, I share that information. Um, I, I don't support mandatory vaccination from a school board perspective, because to me, that's a general assembly decision. They're the ones who decide what vaccines students have to have in order to be at school. I don't think that's something that should be placed on a school board to make decisions about. But yes, it surprises me the things people are focusing on without thinking about funding, transportation, special education, any, any number of a long list of very important topics. And I wonder, we will come out of the pandemic. When that happens, those candidates who are making that their priority, what will then become the priority? If we focus on just the hot topics of today, then we're ignoring the potential of later on. There is a growing number of candidates in races across the state where people don't seem to celebrate diversity. Is that the case in the Hilliard races? It is. It's, it's terribly unfortunate. I, I don't think any community is completely satisfied with where they are in diversity. Uh, there's, there's always work to be done. I'm seeing um, some people within the Hilliard community who are requesting a, a return to traditional education, whatever that might mean to whoever is saying it. But in the attempt to promote that, we're overlooking students who need more than uh, what other students might need. More support, um, recognition, um, it's something that I think Hilliard has a lot of room to work on. And John, as a professional educator, 
How can you lead that change? Well, I'm in a district that uh, Upper Arlington that doesn't have as much diversity as other communities. Uh, so professionally, you know, I do what every teacher does. I, I try to make a safe learning space for every student, regardless their background or experience. I hope to be able to use those same strategies, those same goals from a district leadership level, making sure that uh, school is a safe place for students to be. I want students to want to be at school. And that happens from creating a positive culture, uh, acknowledging all students, meeting them where they are, supporting them, trying to move them forward, providing the supports that they need. And what's at stake? You know, school board races don't tend to get a lot of attention in many communities. Why is this something that people in Hilliard need to be paying attention to? Boy, this is such an important office, school board. These people determine a lot about what makes a community successful. I know that we talk about our home values and communities with strong schools tend to have home values that represent the strength of the schools. But it goes beyond that. In this election, we're talking about three seats. And in Hilliard, there are five board members. So three seats from day one could be a majority of, of every vote that that board considers. So if people who end up being elected to that position don't truly have students and the, the success of students in their heart as their main goal, then we could have some, some divisiveness in our community that doesn't support quality education. John Parker Jones, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Thank you. We also want to get Kara Crowley's thoughts on the Hilliard School Board race and what she brings to the table as a candidate. For the last 14 years, Kara has worked as a teacher in a Title I school in Southwestern City Schools. She's taught many different grade levels, but is currently teaching kindergarten. Bless you for doing that, Kara. Uh, she <laughs> joins us now to share her perspective. Hi, Kara. Hi, thanks for having me today. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about my campaign. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, uh, Kara, what are the big issues that you're facing in Hilliard schools right now? Well, that's a great question. Hilliard, like so many other di big districts, faces a lot of challenges. It has a very diverse set of learners and the socioeconomic makeup of the area is complex. Making sure that we meet the needs of all of these learners, including students in special education, students that are college ready or that have interest in trades, students that test into our gifted program and students with dyslexia is a top priority. We also need to make sure that we're addressing students' mental health. I think COVID brought to light many issues that we knew were there all along, but now we have a platform to talk about and address some of these issues. Also in Hilliard specifically, we have a tremendous amount of growth on the horizon. As it stands, only about 50% of Hilliard is developed. So we need to make sure that the district is ready with the appropriate financial resources and facilities to welcome this growth. Okay, so uh, you've highlighted some issues. So what are your plans to address those issues and what experiences do you bring as an educator that make you uniquely qualified for this job? 
Well, I think everything about my job makes me suited well to serve on the board. Um, being a teacher requires great planning, organization, time management, and problem solving. We work together as a team to solve issues, and I think we have a lot of great opportunities to work with other organizations in the community like the Hilliard City Council and Township Trustees. The City Council is proactive about the change in the community and the school board is more reactive. But by working together, we can both have a voice in making sure our community grows in ways that are responsible and well thought out. In terms of meeting students' academic needs, there is no one better suited for this job than a teacher. Um, this is my life's work. It's what I do every day. It's what I did eight hours a day today and it's what I'll do tomorrow. I'm endorsed by the HEA, which is the Hilliard Education Association, and I plan to work with them very closely to make sure the teachers have all the resources they need to get this important work done. So, Kara, uh, uh, school board races are generally like pretty sleepy, or maybe they're not the most sexy race on the ticket. <laughs> uh, but this year, some of them seem to be particularly contentious. Um, does what you're seeing in Hill in the Hilliard community surprise you at all? Um, yes and no. Um, I think COVID brought an interest in school to many parents and members of the community that were previously engaged. And although I find it a bit surprising, I think we can take all of this excitement and harness it to make some positive changes. I really love having so many people interested in our schools. I just hope that we can keep them interested and engaged after November. Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. So what do you think, you know, voters need to know about the role of a, a school board member uh, and the role of the school board in, in any community, not just Hilliard? And what do you think's at stake, particularly in your race? I think the most important thing to remember is that this is about students and this is about education. We need to block out a lot of the political noise that is kind of overrunning some of these races and just make sure that we are doing right by our children. We have a lot of people running in Hilliard specifically with very different views on education and children. So I think the community needs to make sure that they're well informed about the candidates before they go to vote. Okay, all right. So Kara, uh, let's do a little role playing. I'm, I'm uh, listening to this podcast and I'm in your community or maybe I'm not in your community and I really like what you're saying and what you stand for. Uh, how can I help you in your campaign? Well, I would love all the help that I can get. Um, so I think the best thing you could do is visit my website. My website is um, electcaracrowley.com. You can, from my website, make a donation. You can sign up for my newsletter. Um, you can offer to Canvas. We're out every weekend knocking on doors. I try to hit about 150 myself a weekend, which is a lot of work after teaching kindergarten all week. Um, but the most important thing that you can do is vote and talk to your friends and family. Make sure they have a plan to vote and make sure that they're well-informed about the candidates before they head to the polls. Well, that does it for this special episode of Education Matters. Next week, we're taking another deep dive into some of the important races on the ballot this November. More specifically, we're talking about educational service centers. The voters will decide who will serve on these governing boards and what it means for the students, educators, and families across the state. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. Email educationmatters at ohea.org or connect with us on social media. We're at Ohio EA on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Until next time, this is OEA Vice President Jeff Wensing asking you to stay well.